episode 40 of the tiebreaker podcast it took us two years but we're 40 episodes in um we didn't have one last week after the colts victory over the broncos jackson was in florida give us a little update how's florida man florida was amazing man uh gotta watch a whole sunday worth of football in florida while doing stuff that's kind of amazing beers beach football florida sun sand Colts oh. double on a Thursday, too? Well, they, oh the most my boring game in the world, but the Hitting Colts won that legs. game. Yeah, but we're on to another episode, and coming off another win, the Colts have back-to-back wins for the first time all year. This time, it was a much-needed divisional win over the Jags. Um, yep. Quick overall thoughts on it before we dive into it. What do you think? So, <clears throat> I think it's a great game. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, we did what we needed to do. No mistakes were made, and uh, it came down to the wire, but luckily we have that man, Alec Pierce, lined up. Um, That was special, and like I said, we'll get into it. Go ahead. uh, I think when we get more into it, I want to go down a rabbit hole with it. All right, all right, all right. Let's, as always, we'll start off with the good from Sunday. Um, First off, I want to give a huge credit to that offensive line. Um, we know that's been the number one worst thing on the Colts roster this whole year. It's the reason why Matt Ryan has the most interceptions in the league. That's the reason why he's been hit the most times in the league. That's why he has the most fumbles in the league. And against a team previously in week two, when he got sacked five times, who knows how many times he got hit down in Jacksonville. We were kind of scared coming into this game. Reckless going to that All week I was saying that Matt Ryan's going to die. Matt Ryan's going to die. 58 dropbacks, zero sacks. Yeah. So huge shout-out to the offensive line. I think if they're you guys, the like, reason we won the game. If you guys are, like, not exactly watching the Colts every week, you're not actually a diehard Colts fan, you're still watching this podcast, um, never bet on them. Never, you're never going to know what's going to happen. I tell you, it's the most just non-consistent team in the entire league you're ever going to see. The only time like, I've bet on the Colts, I put two bets in. After it was in the same game, there were two separate bets. It was for either Jelani Woods or Moale Cox to get a touchdown, and neither one of them caught a touchdown. Well, I want to see a stat if like any team's ever been shut out by a divisional team, played in the second game, and then beat them by double digits. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's uh no, I mean we shut out Houston last year, but then we also beat them the second time. But yeah, it's a good it's a good nitpick there. Um but yeah, huge credit to the offensive line. I think one tidbit, they started Bernard Ryman at left tackle, our rookie. Three series in, they switched it to Dennis Kelly, who I don't know how many years in the league he is. I think he's fairly young, but he hadn't been in all, all year. He was a healthy scratch. He was actually tweeting um, on Twitter the last week, like wondering why he isn't in when there's so many problems with the Colts offensive line. They made a switch mid-game, and I think he he held his own. And I think today Frank Reich said that he is the starting left tackle moving forward. So hopefully they can just have some sort of stability out there on the most important position in all of football because uh, Matt Ryan needs it really bad. Yep, badly. Um, I think that they came up and they – okay, is this guy a rookie or is he not? Who? This The guy you're talking about. Dennis Kelly? I don't think he is. I know Bernard Ryman is – but I don't think Dennis Kelly is a rookie. I think he's a couple years in. Um, yeah, yeah, he's well, 32. I, oh, yeah, definitely not a rookie. Oh, he's been on Green Bay, Tennessee, and Philly. Um, 
Sorry, guys, don't know my football well enough, didn't know. Honestly, I remember the first time we were talking about him, I thought Ryan Kelly switched positions. Yeah, now like, we have wait, two what? Kellys on the offensive line. We have Will and Fries, too. Yep. And then, uh, anyways. I just also want to give a shout-out to Matt Ryan. I think this is why Frank Reich is always going to believe in him. This is why they decided to go with Matt Ryan, because, again, mm. in the fourth quarter, we're losing, and we drive the field, get multiple third-down conversions, and Matt Ryan puts us in a position to win the game. Dude, this is the thing wild. that I I've realized and I listened to after on the radio show the uh, on ninety seven one or whatever, um, Indianapolis is that they were talking about. Okay, let me just. It's ninety three five one zero seven five. The fan. Go ahead. Go I just ahead. know I listened to on ninety seven one. That's all I know. Um, anyways, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyways, uh. I was going with this. Fuck. Something uh, about Matt Ryan. Oh yeah. So Matt Ryan throws fifty-eight times. We get a dub. We play pretty good. Um, I think that this is kind of the play calling they need to use. Um, Without a forward. doubt. Now your Jonathan Taylor's in there. I do want to see him get carries, but I think we should. It's so hard to say we need to pass first whenever we're a run team. Yeah. But like. I think it just opens up so much more because Matt Ryan is not a type of quarterback to be handing off two plays and then give him one third down yeah. to figure it out. He needs to – I think it's more of give John Taylor some more passes. Um, Coming into this year, we kept saying that Matt Ryan is better in a quick tempo, honestly almost no huddle offense. Yeah. When And it's, it's a fact, but it's not a knock on Taylor. But when Taylor's on the field, I feel like Frank Reich is – we have to get him carries. We have to get him carries, which means and that's so con- that's so uh, that contradicts what we said last year, though. Is like giving the bug in the ball. Which yeah. I feel like Frank Reich finally did it. It worked out. I, I I that's one good thing I can say. But we realized we have a different quarterback now. Carson Wentz was somebody that you know he was more mobile. He can make more plays on third down. We don't really Matt Ryan's not scrambling for a third a first down at the end of the series or whatever. Yeah. So. I think honestly, what the game plan should be, if you even have the game plan of touches, I don't know if they even do that. Like, what we need to get John Taylor this many carries before the game, I don't know if that's exactly a thing. Yeah. But like, I think you know, give him bare minimum carries ten, bare minimum carries ten. Fifteen. Ten to fifteen. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, whenever he gets, say he's got, say he's got like ten carries, twenty nine yards, or some stupid something like that, which doesn't usually happen. Then but yeah, kind of has play. this year, kind of. Yeah, that's why I'm saying we need to lean and be like, okay, it gets in the fourth quarter. We're kind of close. We're down. Just throw it. Yeah, and don't, this will be telling this coming up week when we get to the preview against the Titans. JT will play. He's going to be back this week. I wonder. Who's in the pass game? That's the thing. It's yeah, like, like, like touches, last week. Can, like when I say 10 carries, I don't mean 10 touches. Like get, He can have 10 carries. And say we're down and he has 10 carries, give, throw it to him. Yeah. I don't care if you throw it to him. Do play. exactly what you did against the Jags. With Deion Jackson in the backfield. Yeah, exactly. With Jonathan Taylor. Imagine throwing a check down to JT. Deion Jackson would give you seven yards. JT is giving you 15. You know, oh, that's just 30, his 40, game. 50. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm curious. And like goal line, goal line, we need him bad. That's the one thing I've realized is in the red zone, we need Taylor. We're struggling without him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Deion Jackson did good at the one yard he line. He had a Stuck power that run. That was insane. But I hate when we get down there, bro. It's like stressful. But I just want to say that I'm curious to see what happens when JT comes back this week because we saw success with, honestly, a better defense. I think Jacksonville has a better defense than Tennessee. 
personally, especially their their front mm-hmm. five. We saw the type of success that you had going against that defense. If you're Frank Reich, I know Jonathan Taylor is going to be back, but you cannot abandon what worked for you. This is the most success your offense had all year. Stick yeah. with that game plan. Like stick with that. Stick with that game plan. I understand he's coming back, and everybody like, wait, is wait, like like you said, our our up tempo quick action should help Jonathan Taylor. That should bring yeah. in the play action too. Like it should. The thing help. That I can't stand is when we go. Now I understand that you can run it, and Jonathan Taylor is have running back that he he can give you a breakout fifty. And he's gonna get run. better as the game goes on. That kind of thing. But the thing is, I hate whenever we like say he's already. It's like second quarter. He's already been kind of sh- – he's not really struggling, but he hasn't broken off a big run. Yeah. We run it on first down, run it on second down, and we're looking at like a third and six maybe. I was just about to say a third and seven coming and up. it's like, oh, man. And it's like, you know Matt Ryan's not going to do it. He's probably going to get sacked. And I really think that that like that kind of leads for them to be able to rush him more. It's because if they know it's a pass, they're not like – so if you do two runs in a row, a third down comes up, you bring the heat. Yeah, but if you know they're gonna keep passing it, you know you don't want to. Yeah, not send. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. And like I said, it's just gonna be telling, and we're gonna know early because early in the last game we saw it was quick action, up tempo, and it worked. We got I think of eight of nine drives on Sunday ended in Jacksonville territory, which is really, really, really good for this offense, who has been struggling. A little bit of a segue. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to eat my words, and a lot of people have been eating their words, downplaying our receivers coming into the season. They haven't been a problem one time this year. The only time they have been is week two against the Jags when Pittman and Pierce weren't out there. That, and I have realized Cable stepped up. Uh, He dropped a lot of passes at the beginning, like really early in the season. I realized he was dropping a lot of passes. Yeah. Uh, At least maybe not a lot of passes. I just know in my head I've seen some like very vivid ones on third downs, but he had a touchdown a very insane effort, much needed touchdown in the red zone um, this past Saturday, but let me, or Sunday, let me go and read you this box score from our receiving. Obviously Michael Pittman gave you 134 on 13 catches. He still hasn't seen the end zone yet. Like that's, that's a little bit of a knock on my end. Your second receiver was your running back in Deion Jackson, giving you 79 yards on 10 catches. Paris Campbell, 7 for 57 and a touchdown. Alec Pierce gave you 3 for 49. We all know the big one to win the game. And I think Kylan Granson, he had a couple like big third down like slants where he mm-hmm. hung in. Matt that. Ryan w- waited till late. He was open on the streak. Like Kylan Granson has been a very reliable target for Matt Ryan as well this year. So. Overall, the, the thing, I think a big is, good from like, Sunday is the receiving game. The thing is, is like to the casual, you know, NFL listener or whatever, you got you hear Michael Pittman Jr., you're like, okay, he's a dog. But then you got Paris Campbell, Kylan Grayson, Jelani yeah. Woods, Alec Pierce, Mike Strong. These are the guys that you're just like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but like really when you're on the field against them, these aren't players that you're like, okay. Like Jelani Woods is a freak athlete. Yep. Kylan Grayson, he can be a wide receiver that plays tight end. Uh, Alec Pierce, you just saw what he did. You know, Paris Campbell, he's pretty much a veteran that hasn't played a full season yet. Like, who has given you quality minutes? He's like one of the. If you look at the 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 snap counts of every game, like he's 98. playing. Yeah, he's playing ninety five to one hundred percent of snaps every week, which is amazing for a guy who you just said every year misses time because of injury. Yeah, I don't know, like fully on the stats behind it, but I don't. 
He's been hurt every season, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. It's like every three year, straight seasons, yes. he's been out for the season. Yes. But uh, the thing that really bothers me is like these loss, this loss that we had um, before these games. I don't really understand statistically. Like the only thing that's big from this game that was different was we threw fifty eight times and no turnovers and no sacks. Yeah, and no sacks. No sacks did it. I think. Um, but the turnovers I, is probably the biggest one. Yeah, turnovers is the biggest one. Um, I I realized that in the Chiefs game also uh, we didn't throw a pick in, but yep. also we did beat the Broncos with two picks. But the Broncos also threw two picks, so it was kind of even down. That offense, that Broncos offense is something else. We don't. I don't even want to talk about it. That's horrendous. We could get into the <laughs> Melvin Gordon issue here, but <laughs> that's so bad. Um, another good from Sunday was our defensive line. Um, not the entire defense because that is a section of our bad that we'll get into. But four sacks we, in the first half, baby. We had four sacks on Sunday, and coming, which is this is kind of a two sided thing because one, I was saying we can't let Trevor Lawrence get in rhythm early. We saw it to end, to end last year. We saw it the first meeting this year. He gets like seven of seven in a touchdown, eight of eight in a touchdown. He's already locked in for the rest of the game. We hit him a lot early. Much credit to the defense. Without Quiddy Pay, Tyquan Lewis had a massive sack to force a three and out, and we were down 14-3 to three in the second quarter. It was looking very bad. Who knows? They could have went and scored another touchdown. We're down 21-3, worst-case scenario. So shout-out to Tyquan Lewis. Shout-out to that defensive line. Um, and we need more of that because that's a highly invested group on this team, and we need four, five, six sacks every single game, in my opinion. We just need it. Yeah, so I think – the big thing with the defense here was the run The run defense was atrocious. Terrible. We've they been were known, averaging like seven yards a carry. Well, we've been known as a good rushing defense, but like what we also don't realize is Derrick Henry averaged five yards a carry on us, 114 yards touchdown. Um, Broncos the, just don't even count that game. Yeah. But I mean, like before that we played the Chiefs. They don't really have a run game. And then nope. before that we played the Texans. Texans, I mean, at that time they didn't really have a run game. They still don't have a run game because Damian Pierce didn't really get 11 carries. Yeah. But the one thing is the Jags, the run game didn't work in the first game. That was like our big game where we're like, okay, the run game didn't work. Yeah. So they involved and They involved Jamal Agnew, I believe. Or no, it wasn't Jamal Agnew. Who was the guy that broke down early? Uh, James Robinson. Uh, it was Jamichael Hasty. Yeah, they he started, had a 61-yarder. Yeah, they, they started – or yeah, they started like just – putting out people like ETN out there and stuff like that. And I feel like that was their game plan was to realize that I think the Jags knew coming to this game that we were better than what we played the last game. So, like, we're going to have to mix it up, not do what we did last time because the Colts be prepared for that. Yeah. But it uh, looks like the Colts came out on top of that. The defense played so bad but so good at the same time. That makes yeah, sense. and just to so – for the people that didn't watch, maybe that are listening, ETN had a 48-yard run. Hasty or Hasty had a 61-yard run. James yeah. Robinson, his longest was 14 this this defense doesn't ever really give up long chunk plays in the run game like that. So to have someone drop 61 and 48 on you in the same game is really tough. And um, I don't think it'll happen I, again, but that's just a, a point. I don't know any updates on this, but this is one big thing that I we're not really didn't really talk about is uh what's his name? Face on or whatever, the corner. Dude. He uh absolute worst player I've ever seen play on defense for the Indianapolis Colts. And he's um, taking guys, more snaps from Isaiah Rogers every time. 
if you haven't seen the videos, I can't remember exactly in my head. The first, there was one play. The first play was a run. I might have been ETN's run to the outside that broke off, but there might have been a pass. Literally, just let him <laughs> right by. Like I'm talking, like yeah. went in the gap, looked at him, and let him run. Yeah, Jackson, this is an every game thing with face. No, on. and then this, this. Okay, this isn't even the worst part. There was another one right after this. I don't remember if this was a T. Allowed a touchdown, but I don't remember if this was a touchdown or not. There was one that threw a screen to his wide receiver, right? Or maybe like a short slant. He literally is in range to, like, touch his waist. He sits there, breaks down. I'm not kidding you. Let's him catch it, breaks down, and just waits for him to juke, and the guy runs right by him. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So you're saying, like, inst- as he was breaking down, he should have been going for the tackle, like, at that moment. like instantly. Yeah, like, so he he's up in the air. And he, his reaction time to this was, like, stupid. Like, he, like, goes, oh, shit, he's getting the ball. It's like this. Yeah. And at that point, he's already, like, this with the ball. Yeah. And then, like, and it's – I don't know if his tackling's bad. I don't know if his pursuit's bad. Well, what's bad. annoying is he came with Gus Bradley from the Raiders. So, Gus, obviously, Gus Bradley's just saying he knows my he system. He started blah, blah, over blah, blah, Rogers Camardi, dude. Like, yeah. And Rogers Camardi came in, and what did they do in the second half? I don't know, but it didn't look like whatever that happened. Okay, it's not Rogers Camardi, but it's Isaiah Rogers. Did I just say that? Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> it's Isaiah Wait, Rogers. isn't it? Isn't it Isaiah Rogers Camardi's like cousin or some shit, right? I know it's Isaiah Rogers the second is technically what his name is, but um, yeah, and everybody on this planet is screaming for Isaiah Rogers to start, and honestly, face on to not even really take reps away from Rogers anymore because every time Rogers is on the field, he makes plays, and one thing that this defense is lacking blatantly is getting the hand on the football. Trevor Lawrence, in a loss, was 20 of 22. Like, no balls are getting batted. Like, it's just, that's a stupidly efficient game for a quarterback. And I think Isaiah Rodgers is one of those talents who, one, can at least bat balls, if not get interceptions, if the ball's thrown his way. So that's one thing that I hope changes with this defense. Um, We can skip this last good. Let's go to the bad. We just talked a little bit about the run defense was bad, but I just want to say... After Jelani Woods scored his touchdown, we were up. There was like 10 or 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Jacksonville gets the ball. Two plays. It was a third and 10. Boom, first down. Two more plays. It's a third and long. Boom, first down. They, they started t- going across the Dude, field. they took over 10 mi- No. They took – what did we get the ball with? How much time did we get the ball? Like little – it was like two – I know we had one play before two minute warning. Yeah, so yeah. I think it was like 201. And they got the ball with like 11 minutes to go. Yeah. That I was I was driving in my car. That whole possession, I went from the north side to the south side of Indianapolis home, and I, dude, I was screaming. Well, they had a lot of third in down my car. That That's what I'm saying. Like that was the most annoying part. And a couple of them were third and longs, and it reminded me a lot of that first possession, the last week of the season last year in Jacksonville, where you can't get this offense off the field in third and long situations. They could be let off the hook, I guess. Because that was the first time all season a team has scored points on them in the yep. fourth quarter. But if it wasn't for Matt Ryan and the offense, that would be a reason we lost the game. So, I don't know. I, It's tough, but they have to get offenses off the field like that in the fourth quarter. Yep. Like, it, just, it was super, super annoying. But let's scratch that whole game. The Colts gotcha. finally on the board in the division column. We're 3-2-1. It looks kind of cool. Me and you were talking about it. It looks all right on the record. Three, two, one. It's not bad. Four, two, one looks good. Five, two, one looks good. I don't God, know about six, two, one. Four, two, one would look nice. Yeah. 
But um, in order to we get talk that, about Tennessee? yep. In order to get that, we have to win a massive one on the road in Nashville. I think we can get dub. Usually, the last couple years, except for last year, because remember Carson Wentz had two bricks on his ankles. We play better in Nashville than we do against them here. Um, but Tennessee is coming off their bye. You think that's good or bad for the Titans? I think it's. I don't know how to. I don't, I don't know how to view bye weeks. Here. The reason I, just... I the reason I even question if it's bad is because I think going into last week, or like after last week, they're on like a three game win streak. So you know how momentum is in the NFL. Could this bye week slow down their momentum? That's we easy. We easily beat the Titans if we don't throw those picks. That's all I gotta say. Turn over the ball. Yeah. Um. But w- what are your thoughts on Sunday? How do we? How the hell do we win this game? So I think that Tennessee is gonna expect another pass heavy offense that we're coming with, and I think that's probably what we're gonna be doing. If you win the trenches, you win the turnover ratio, you're gonna win the game. That's how it's this gonna is, happen. This is this a game. tough team to win the trenches against, though. They have an okay defensive line, and on the other side they have. Derrick Henry. Let me look. So last year in the two meetings against Tennessee, Taylor, week three of last season, only put up 64. Week eight, Taylor put up 70. This is a team that has done an okay job of maintaining Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is coming off two games of rest, I guess. Do you think there's any possible way that he can uh, break out for us? I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to get – like. We just we need him to score a touchdown. He's coming off an injury. Uh, we know we can pass the ball and win the game. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And one thing that's big is, is I don't know if Shaq's returning. Hey, he's, he's returning. off surgery. He's returning. Oh, yeah. He's off surgery. He uh, liked my tweet saying that we need him. He's coming back. Yeah, he did. He did. So, <clears throat> the big thing here is Shaquille Leonard is a really good player, obviously. He comes in the game. He's going to bring in that that really more of the mentality of the defense to be basically a better defense. Yeah, flying um, to the I, ball, going after the football, stuff like that. That, But I think he brings the turnovers to the game. That's what I love about and him, we've man. we've been like, missing. And I, I kept hearing people call into the radio show saying, like, honestly, like, we could trade Leonard. We could trade, like, Bro, I'm I like. Oh, I know. I'm like, okay, like, I get what you're saying because we're kind of fine without him right now. We're paying him a shit ton of money. But, like, it's it's, it's Shaq. Do not remember what he does when he hits the field? He's a turnover yeah, like, machine. He's a tackle machine. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like that, and I've also heard people say, like, "Oh my God, this is why you don't pay a pay JT. He's not even playing, and we're winning." Like, okay, well, we've got get out of here, bud. Uh, yeah. One thing on Shaq. Remember, he missed the first couple weeks. His first game back was against the Titans in Indy. He only played like maybe I think it was the only possession of the game, maybe that he played when he got hurt late in that possession. Broken nose. Like, yeah, what kind he got of, what, friendly what are the fired. Yeah, broken like, nose, concussion, in. first game back. But in that game, everyone's been saying he looks kind of timid. He looked to kind of avoid contact. I don't know. His, the first two plays of the game, he got tackles on. And other than that, he was kind of, I don't know. I think I think he will play, and I think that we'll know he's on the field. The defense, it, it'll look different yeah. now that Shaq. And I, we need him to, like, obviously, but we need him like sustain it, and we need him just to grow with this defense. He has a brand-new defensive coordinator, and he's played one possession of the season. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We need him back bad, and um, this is a must, must, must This is so – it's kind of off topic, but that same topic at the same time. I think uh, our defense coordinator, Gus Bradley, I think he came in, and he's. I think he's a good coordinator. The problem is I don't think he's came in and tried to – 
try to use like what we have what we have he's kind of like all right this is my mindset but it's like you need to come in here and like use kenny more on those blitzes more uh well listen like, the, the thing about gus bradley and someone said this when i was listening on the radio is that his defense is so vanilla they don't blitz a lot it's you get what you get we're gonna face straight up face you you know like well, you know what i'm saying we're not sending mm-hmm. six we're gonna send four like it's a you're we gonna, don't let nothing go deep we, we just yeah. we let them make them check it down and yeah. that's that's fine but like Man, I just hate whenever I see, like, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen with Shaq is whenever he gets back. Um, I'm not saying the way he's playing is going to be completely different, but, like, I've noticed it with a lot of different players. Like, um, for example, Julian Blackman, I don't know what's going on with him. I, I don't know his injury or whatever, but he just looked like complete so, shit when he was on the field. So last week, he didn't actually play any snaps last week against the Jags. He was there just in case, is what Frank Reich said. He wasn't fully ready to go, but he was suited up just in case another injury. So luckily, he didn't have to get in, so he had one more week of rest. We'll see how he is this week. But uh, on, I liked your point about the blitzing, because Julian Blackman, Blackman is a fast. You can send him on a blitz. Kenny Moore can come in and blitz. Like, the way this... yeah. Teams against our offensive line run these run these stunts in. and these exotic looks, and that's what works. This is like we your... have the type of players: Buckner, Ngakwe, Quiddy Pay, Darius, Kenny Moore. We can get kind of exotic on our defense and get to the quarterback. And Gus Bradley is just now nah, we're gonna rush four every time. That's it. The problem is with this is like you know I I, I have trust in him more than I would myself coordinating this defense right now, but like I, I want you guys to know that like I'm not like saying this guy's awful. I'm just saying like I think this could be something that would help help the Colts defenses using their players. You know, Kenny Moore's fast, Blackman's fast. Let's blitz him. How many sacks saying, have we seen Kenny Moore get over the years? You know, like he's had at least probably five every year. Yeah, like, that's and, that's part of his game, and we haven't seen it one time. And the thing is, we draft players and stuff and obtain players in the past to fill those positions, you know, and I think that the only player we really, I'm trying to think in my head before I sound stupid, that we really acquired to this kind of defense was Faison, maybe um, Ngakwe. Cross. Oh, yeah, Ngakwe. Yeah, Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes, Yannick Ngakwe. We acquired those players, but, like, both Raiders. Yeah, I know, right? Like, Come on, man. But I think that, honestly, he needs to mix it up a little bit. I'm not saying, you know, with start blitzing every series. I'm saying, like, let me see a blitz on a third down. Once. Yeah. Like, look at what's beating our offensive line and try and think, use that with our players. I don't think we've sent – I could be so wrong when I say this, but have we sent a single linebacker? I don't know either. Because <laughs> I haven't. I can't even think it's of It's a copycat league. That's what wins you football games. Try something else, like – Try to use our players. Yeah. Like, we're so – I think we got – with Iberflus, we got spoiled with the amount of turnovers we saw. I th- we have less than five, I'm pretty sure, this year. And I, I kind of miss getting interceptions and fumbles and punch-outs, and hopefully that all comes back with Darius Leonard. But let's move on from the Colts. Let's go on more big picture around the league. This was a really weird week in football. Um, one thing we can hint on really quickly is that if you look around – to the winning teams, look at the quarterback stats. And, like, a lot of them, like, the quarterback threw less than 200, less than 250 yards and a win. Like, this was a very odd week in football. Well, one thing I got to say is the Seahawks with that win, um, I'm not saying the Cardinals are a good team at all. But I want to say, what if Geno Smith really is him? Like, the thing is, is the stats are He's, he's proven to be. 
But if you look at the passes that he's made, that's what I was gonna say season, too. Yeah. Oh my! And also Kenneth Walker the third. Did they find something in him? Because I drafted him in fantasy in my dynasty league, and he's um, pretty good. So yeah, I think Seattle. Let's go over some of the upsets. The Falcons won. The Jets went into Lambeau and won. The reason I, I classify the Falcons as an upset because everyone knows how good San Francisco is on both sides of the ball. Seattle or Atlanta beat them 28-14, but how about them Jets? 27 to 10. They held Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Lambeau to 10 points. Yes. I that's that's absurd. Like like and Zach Wilson, 10 of 18 for 110 yards. And they put up 27 points. Yep. I just want to say that the Jets, the Jets, and they're winning games. I don't know. Like the Jet, what's their record right now? Exactly. They're a four and two football team. That's stupid. That is stupid. They're playing. Like, let's look at the schedule here. They're playing the Broncos. They're gonna get a win. They're playing the Patriots. I don't know this Zappe guy. I know, right? Ooh, I, like I, I have a he's hypo- a rookie. I didn't know that. I have a hypothetical to 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 send at you at the end of the podcast if I remember about uh, the Patriots. Wait, I'm I'm right. Zappy is a rookie, right? Yeah, he's from Western Kentucky. Yeah, okay, just making sure why I like really said that. But yeah, um, the I want to go back to the Jets here. The Jets, like I think, what they found is is one they're building through the draft, which is what I, the Colts were doing too. They have Zach Wilson. They also or Zach Wilson, um, Garrett Wilson, which he's hurt, I believe. He might oh, actually he's playing. Also, they have a. Brees Hall, which Brees Hall, like I said, he had the highest running back grade. I want to say it was since uh, Adrian Peterson. Jesus. According to some, like, PFF ranking or whatever. Last week Um, he had 18 for 97 and a touchdown, too, against the Dolphins, Brees Hall. Yeah, so he he was coming in. Everybody was talking crazy because of his, like, physical. But he had a higher rating than Jonathan Taylor. Pretty much anyone we've seen since Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I can't remember the exact stat of it was, but... Um, honestly, that's not wrong. Like most of the people I saw on that list were people that have, are the best, some of the best running backs that's we've seen. Yeah, Brees Hall could be one of the guys. Like I don't know. And I think a football um, team like the Jets really, really need that to take a little but, bit of pressure off a of young Zach Wilson. And one thing I saw was a sauce, um, a sauce Gardner, Gardner on the defensive end, not defensive end, but you know what I mean on the defense. He uh. He balled out. I watched a play with him where he just made a bunch of— He put the cheese know, te- head on. Yeah, he had a bunch of textbook uh, plays where he just completely— Wait a second. I want to ask this. I didn't watch this game, like, at all. Uh, when did Jordan Love come in the game? Ooh, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if they were, like— There's no way they were down that bad they had to put Jordan Love in four, for I mean, four attempts. Yeah, I was going to say, he only had four attempts, two completions, but yeah. Um— I think Aaron Rodgers is fine. This happens every year. They have some weird losses, and yeah. they end up being a good team in the playoffs. It's going in the playoffs. Um, Aaron Rodgers also lost to the Saints last year, like first week, like 40-something to nothing or something like that. Yeah. I just think so, this is a really big win for a young Jets team who you kind of hinted on their schedule coming up. They have they have Hard two schedule, div- kind of. Uh, Broncos are iffy. They're in Denver, too, but... Two divisional games after that, one against the Patriots, one against the Bills, both at home, luckily for them. Oh, three in a row, and they play the Patriots again. Um, really? I think that if they if they can win one against the Patriots, and they don't have to beat the Bills. They don't, don't be if they competitive. Can beat the, 
If you want to lose to the Bills twice, you got to beat the Patriots twice. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, to stay alive in the AFC East over there. Yeah. Um, how about the Steelers? They beat the Bucks. I don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. I kind of just kind of ignore it because it seems like everybody's caring about it for some strange so I saw, reason. I saw a quote where I guess uh, Tom Brady, you might have saw it. Tom Brady said something about basically him playing NFL right now. It feels like him going away in the military. I um, didn't see that, no. I saw it on like SB or whatever. But on Saturday, he went to Robert Kraft's like wedding or birthday or something, the, the owner of the Patriots. And then Sunday, he's playing, but then he's yelling. We saw, saw the clip of him yelling at his offensive line. It's like, brother, you weren't even here yesterday. You're coming in late, and you're thinking we can beat them just because we're playing the Steelers. And they had a terrible game. So, shout out to the He didn't really have a bad game to hit for himself. Like, 25, 42, yeah. 43, one touchdown at 45. Like, I yeah. Mean, but that was uh, a weird think... game because uh, Pickett got a concussion. Mitch Trubisky came in and balled out. That's how Trubisky, Trubisky is like, like, I don't know how to put it. He's very... I feel like his quarterback gets too comfortable. As soon as he like is not under pressure, like with his job, it's like he just starts just balling out. Like, yeah. Um, um, Najee Harris had an okay day for Pittsburgh, but Claypool seven for ninety six, came Hayward two for forty nine. Um, that was a big win for Pittsburgh because they were looking at to be one and five. Just, I mean, it's not a division. That run win. game is you can't run twenty one times and have three average average three yards of carry. Facts that. Leonard Fournette. Um, but it's it's an okay win for Pittsburgh. It's against an NFC team. It's not a divisional game. Like I said, it gets them back in the win column. Um, yeah, any so other big games stick out from you? That's pretty much it. I think that, oh, the Giants. Uh, Who did they play? Ravens. Yeah, Giants was a big one for me. I don't know what's going on. Like, dude, I don't know what's up with the Giants. It's Barkley's like, just playing out of his mind. Which they've needed, and I've said that before on an episode of this this year's. But like, even when he played out of his mind, they weren't even this good of a team. Like, yeah, but how? I mean, he's, a, he's it's not even playing out of his mind really. Like, he's playing like Saquon. We saw him, and then now they're just five and one. I don't get it. Like, I really don't know where. It's I mean, you have Daniel Jones not throwing an interception and throwing two touchdowns is gonna win you the game. And then also, I've realized Daniel Jones. If I let me look back on the stats just so I can look like not be stupid. I guess never mind. I'm gonna take that back. He had ten rush attempts last year, last week. But uh, one thing is, is I don't, I haven't watched a lot of their games because honestly, I haven't watched any. In Indianapolis, we don't see a lot of Giants games, but like, they aren't getting a lot of pass yards. As I see, like seventy-one against the Bears. I mean, that yeah. was the Bears, but like, their defense must be stepping up. That's what I gotta see. Their defense must be stepping up somewhere, um, at least at big times. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I can say about it, except for... When do they play Philly? Let's see that. They play Philly late in the year. Okay, they play them in week 14 and to close but the look year. look at the schedule for them, though. They got Jags. I mean, that could be a dub. That's that's going to be a good game, honestly. It's going to be a battle of, like, two teams that are good. Yeah, um, I, I guess the Giants are way more proven than the Jags. Yeah. Can't believe the Jags are actually going downhill now. Um, that's quickly, huh? <laughs> quick. It went real quick. I really was thinking the Jags would be one of the best teams. They beat year, LA 38-10 to 10 and then lost to Houston and then just... They beat the Chargers, too, I believe. That's what I said. Beat LA 38-10. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they beat... They got the Jags. That's a... I mean, what, we'll see what teams are better than the Ravens or easier wins than the Ravens here. They got Jags, dub. Seahawks, dub. Texans, dub. Lions, dub. Cowboys. They've lost to... Their only uh, loss. We'll see. 
that will probably they'll dumb. probably be playing Dak. They have the Commanders twice after all this. Yep. This twice is in three weeks. One, two, three, four, five, six. They have six more games that they could just easily win the game, and that's makes them eleven and seven this year. because yep. Houston's at home, Detroit's at home. That first Washington game's at home. Sheesh! Giants are gonna be in the playoffs this year. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones, look, playoff city. This could be a wild card because the Eagles. I, I can't stand the Eagles, dude. I don't know what it is. It's something that the Eagles I don't like. I don't. <laughs> when I watch them play, they're not. They're not a team. They're, if they play the Bills, do they play the Bills? No, if they played the Bills, dude, or something like that, they're not. All right, no, let's not. segue right now. Who are the best teams in the league through the first six weeks? I The top four that come into my mind, Buffalo, Philly, Kansas City. I'll, I'll, I'll name five. Kansas City up there, the Giants up there, and how about the 5-1 and one Vikings? Now, the Vikings are also another team that I don't believe in too much. They're a good football team. Um I got them in the championship this year, kind of before the season was I put it in. I don't think they will now, maybe, because of maybe. how weak this is. But I'm surprised the NFC West is so weak, too. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like the Eagles. I, I really don't think they're Let's a team look that... at their schedule coming up here, because maybe they got... But they got... to answer your, answer your question, though, uh, probably, I mean, it has to be Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo above all right now. Kansas City... I think I'm pissed they lost that game. That was the stupidest throw I've ever seen Mahomes make. That interception he threw, dude. These the, the reason why a lot of these NFC like I don't know, dude. Like these NFC like NFC's trash, dude. I mean, which sucks because it's just opening it up even more for the Eagles. There's there's only one. Okay, I guess you could. Damn, I was gonna, this sounds stupid, but what? I was gonna say there's a lot of there's not a lot of teams that's over five hundred. Like there's five hundred, but not a lot of teams that's over five hundred. Yeah. Um, I think it's because these two divisions, three division yeah, in these three divisions there's only one. And then when it comes to NFC East, it's So let's start with a little bit of a discussion over the Eagles. Just looking ahead at their schedule. They host Pittsburgh, should be a dub seven or no. They go to Houston, should be a dub eight no. They host Commanders without Carson Wentz, should be a dub nine or no. They're, they're probably gonna, go gonna come. Bro, they're, they're gonna, gonna go come 17. into Indy undefeated. Is there any way we can beat them? It's in Indy. Yeah, I think that. Really, I think we can because the reason why is I think this could be a good game for Jonathan Taylor. They struggle against the run. Um, if we have Jonathan Taylor full blown healthy at this point, um, the Eagles do suck with the run. And I don't really point is, look forward to seeing Jalen Hurts. You know, bootleg it or scramble against our defense, so we know what kills us. Yeah, that and also that's kind of a another thing to look at in this game is is going to be end up being a. Hold on. Let's see this. So the Colts, they're going to play the Eagles, right? Eagles probably going to be undefeated coming in because they're going to win all these games. Yeah. Um. I think they beat them, and I think that. Uh, the Eagles are a very rally kind of team. Like they like to rally on their points, and after that, it's like, er. yeah, like if, what is it? The second quarter Eagles, dude. Look at like listen to their to the points in the past weeks. Okay, Eagles twenty six points, twenty points in second quarter. This game seventeen. I guess this one's different. They had touchdown. Let's not include that one. The Arizona game, yeah, yeah. Eagles twenty points in the second quarter. Twenty nine. Twenty nine points. Game. 20 all their points in the second quarter against the commanders. Yep, 24. Week before that, 17 points of their 24. They scored, 
I'll go 24. <laughs> 24 points in the second quarter again. Against the Lions, 38 the full Dude, game. Ridiculous. And the Colts are one of the – I don't know. Like, we need to play a bad fourth quarter team or something, or a good fourth quarter well, team. Well, what sucks something. is we're usually a slow starting team. I mean, this is three weeks ahead from right now, so we don't have to get fully into this game, but that was just a blip I saw on the Eagles schedule. Let's move on to Buffalo. Who the hell is going to beat Buffalo Bills looking ahead? Let's look ahead at their schedule. That's stupid. I don't even look at it. Because luckily, they have already lost. Listen, if you guys are listening to this, I don't, I'm don't. i just tired of Buffalo. I hate their fans. I hate the team. Okay, the why. team I don't mind. It's just their fans, bro. Like I know. So Buffalo, next they play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at home on Sunday night. They go into New York, play the Jets. Vikings, Browns, Lions. I mean, it looks the pretty thing easy with for the, them. The thing with the Bills is, this is what I don't like, okay? I don't like how I trust. This sounds so dumb. Like, we talked about this last time. I know the Bills beat the Chiefs, but I still think the Chiefs are better than the Bills. I do, too. That makes I do, sense. too. I think the Chiefs have that over the Bills just just already to begin with, but I do believe that they're the better team than Buffalo. I think yeah, Mahomes is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. I think their offense is better. I just... One thing I'm going to say right now on October 18th, that if it comes into January, the Bills should have the number one seed. They should have an easy, they're going to be at home the whole playoffs. If it's the divisional round or the championship round and it's snowing or raining or sleeting in Buffalo, will they be exposed because they can't rely solely on Josh Allen's arm. I know what they get with his legs, but can they win a game where it's not solely on Josh Allen's arm? Well, what if I said this? What if I said there's going to be uh, what number? Is it 22? There's going to be a new player in Buffalo. Who do you think that is? Listen, <laughs> I saw today that it's between the 49ers and somebody else, or like the two. It's not Buffalo either. It's 49ers and somebody who are the oh, two that are like close to getting? I was gonna CMC. say I was gonna we were gonna say that I think that McCaffrey could go there. Um, I guess that's Sheesh. obviously probably not gonna happen. But you imagine though, it'd be crazy. McCaffrey's a great player. But anyways, back to the Bills. You know, I think that Chiefs beat them. I think it's gonna be whoever's home. The road is set for Buffalo to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. But can they get there in January? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. They're probably going to be hosting, but I still think something's going to happen to that team where it'll probably be, it'll probably be a championship game. They'll get to the championship game, host it in Buffalo for the first time in however long, maybe ever. I don't think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Another team that we, have, we need to look for is, I don't know Tua's, I think they're saying Tua is preparing to play next yeah, week. Yeah, I, um, I think he is back next week. Okay, think think about this. Their schedule is Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, Texans. Damn. That's five straight games <laughs> that like are just easy. they can get the ball back rolling where they were before he got five injured. more games. And I, I mean, what's their record right now? Like three and three or four and two? I don't know what it is. Yeah, they three and three. A three and three team. Yeah. So, I mean. You're pretty much guaranteed to be eight and nine at this point, and then you're going to be playing. Um, I mean, your last stretch is going to be hard. You got 49ers, which you don't know what you're getting out of them. Chargers, their defense is trash. 
Then you got Bills, Packers, Patriots. And luckily, Jets. they've already beaten the Bills once. So It's so weird to look at the Jets and say, hey, like, they're probably going to have a tough game against the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they lost 40-17 to 17 against the Jets. Granted, there was no Tua. But, yeah, I like – this is a schedule that they have coming up here to where they can get back to where they were, that 3-0 and team coming off the Bills win with Tua back. Um, hey, that uh, rolling again. That Jets game, by the way, they it was kind of fluky. The Dolphins were down by two points, and then the Jets scored three touchdowns, like in the fourth quarter, in like two minutes. Yeah, who the hell was so, this quarterback? Skylar Thompson. Okay. Uh, I watched him play against the Jets. I watched him play against the Jets, and I didn't watch his game against the Vikings. He looks like complete. I hate to say this because he might come out and like be some crazy person eventually, but yeah, complete dog shit, dude. Okay. Like I watched him. I mean, I hate to say it for a new guy, but like he didn't look good at all. Like, <laughs> he didn't he pass didn't... the Jaxel eye test. No, he like, dude. I'm talking like passes were inaccurate. I think he threw like a stupid interception that was just dumb. Did he have an like, interception was... against the line or the? No, he didn't throw a pick. Actually, no. Wait, no. Yeah, he did. I he know did, he, he did. did against the Jets. I don't know about the Vikings. No, because he left too early. To... Got benched. All right, moving on from the best teams through week six. Let's do one more discussion here, maybe two more. Came out this week that Carson Wentz, broken finger, fractured finger, whatever, he's out four to six weeks. Let me tell you why this is catastrophic. Catastrophic. For the Colts. One, to get it out of the way first, it sucks he's not going to be here when, when they play. The one thing I was looking forward to all season was to see Carson Wentz back in Lucas Oil Going up against our defense, or shitting on us, but either way, I think it was going to be a very hostile environment for him to play in. He still might be there on the sidelines. Knowing him, he probably won't now. But a part of the trade to Washington for us to get a certain pick was that he has to play 70% of the snaps. If he plays 70% of the snaps, we get their second-round pick. It's just like last year when Philly sent him to us. He had to play 70-something percent of the snaps for Philly to get a certain pick. That pick... It, it, that thing is a difference between getting the 34th pick in the second round or the 66th pick in the third round. That is ba- massive. Basically, we're saying Carson Wentz like, is eating the Colts alive. Time like, after time even, after time. Carson Wentz is not even playing us, and he's just ruining us. He's like, done it twice this season. So Yeah, so he, he lost to Tennessee. Uh, that hurt us, and now he has a broken finger. Yep. And we're probably not going to get the draft pick. And the reason why this draft pick, let me say right now, the reason why this draft pick is so massive is because, let's say, even if the Colts are going to go Matt Ryan again next year, let's say there's someone in in the draft that the Colts want in the quarterback position. I don't think we're going to be able to position to either get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. But we have the Tennessee quarterback. The Kentucky quarterback is apparently pretty good looking at other people. Apparently Boston College has has a, a... pretty good prospect too but apparently their offensive line isn't holding up for him so it's making him look bad but if the Colts want to move up to get a player they like wouldn't you rather want to package our already first round pick that we have this year with a 34th round pick one of the earliest picks in the second round instead of packaging a 66th pick that we're probably going to have to get now because Carson Wentz is going to be playing so it hopes to be a 32nd pick this year so yeah and now let me tell you this let's say four to six weeks have passed Carson Wentz is ready to play. Maybe they're still bad, or Taylor Heineke's balling out. Washington's not going to 
play there's Carson one, Wentz. There's one thing though. I'm honestly almost, and this is so. Just don't even argue with this because this is kind of just like, you know, I'm saying it, but let me. Hear I don't know. Heineke, I'm almost more scared of than Carson Wentz. Like, whenever I, whenever he goes out there, he balls out sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Carson Wentz, he'll make mistakes. <laughs> but Washington is super high on Carson Wentz. There's a reason why they decided to eat his whole contract. There's a reason why they gave him another chance after us. It just yeah. really, really sucks that, like you said, Carson is continuing to mess with this organization and he's not even here anymore. Like, he didn't get injured at all last year, and even if he did, he played. And now he breaks a finger, and now he's out four to six weeks, and we're going to lose our second-round pick that we get for him. I don't know. I don't know what to say about him. This is just stupid. I'm, kind, he, I'm so mad we can't watch him play in Indy, man. Dude, like, that, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm more pissed about, the pick or the reason or the fact that we can't see him play. Cause the, the picks I'm never really worried about because the thing really is with me and the picks, I'm always just like, Whatever happens, happens. You can't yeah. really fucking do it. But yeah. like at the same time, it does suck. But this like, is a lot like Oladipo with me. Oladipo hasn't played here since he left the Pacers. Now Carson Wentz isn't gonna play here the first year after getting traded. Like it just sucks as a fan, as a city that we wanted to. see I want to see him come back. We all. Do you think we boo him? Yeah. Like I, I, don't, yeah. Know, I don't know how it's gonna work. Like I would have. It was gonna be hostile in there on that Sunday, and now See, we have to dude, play. He comes out, he's fucking everybody's rocking. First play, there was Shaq Leonard. I wanted, him. I wanted to see ah! somebody sack him or somebody like intercept a pass from him. God, dude, there's that was so beautiful. All right, I'm gonna end one more thing with you. Um, talking about the Patriots earlier, one of two things. This Bailey yeah. Zappi dude continues to ball out, and they stick with him. Where does that leave okay. Mac Jones? Do the it leaves Col- Mac? Do, wait, wait. Do the Colts swoop in and try and make a play for Mac Jones? <laughs> what? Shut up. What? No. no. You wouldn't want Mac Jones? No. Let me say this: You've never liked Mac Jones, first of all. Um, from the start, I didn't like him, and I think. I think what's showing here is that his system is what's working. I th- honestly think you put a rookie in that has like never played NFL snap. So you're saying that's why Bailey Zappi is doing good. It's the same and I'm thing. I'm not saying it's the same thing. I know mean, it's a good argument. It's it's a good point to make. I'm saying that like these quarterbacks definitely have more talent than a lot of players that are backups or some people are even starting. I don't have Mac Jones and Carson Wentz, but like. Sheesh. <laughs> But the Damn, thing is, what is the <laughs> yikes! But uh, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you know they're in a really good system. They got Bill Belichick as their head coach. I mean, there's nothing really could go wrong with them as a rookie quarterback for the New England Patriots. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, if they come out there and they start throwing like, I mean, if you just throw the receivers in that system, you're gonna play well. I mean, Mac Jones, we've seen he's. A good play, good player, but I still think he's not the best quarterback in that draft class. It's definitely okay. Let me let me also preface this: I haven't watched a single snap of the Patriots at all this year. I don't know what Bailey Zappi's like. I don't know what Mac Jones is doing this year. But if one of those two quarterbacks are available for the Colts, are you swooping or no? No. Well, okay. maybe Bailey Zappi. I think that he's might be a good play. Um, it's kind of weird to think though. Is like. The Patriots really do have a lot of good quarterbacks that go through. Like, think about this: they had Garoppolo, Brissett, and Brady in the same like team. Yeah, and 
Maybe they just have a secret sauce that they know. I mean, Zappy put maybe up. Maybe it's Belichick. Zappy put up three hundred nine and two touchdowns against the Browns. 